Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, Blue. Yo, Adrian. I A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the Man Cave. Your host, Elias. Welcome to the cave. Hi, thank you for having me. How are you? What's new with you? I am amazing as much as I can be during this pandemic. <laughs> yeah. How's that treating you? You know, um, I'm a homebody anyways, uh, but it, it at times it, it weighs on you because you miss your, fan, your friends and going out to dinner and stuff like that, a normal dating life. Um, but it's given me a lot of time to be productive and get a lot of things off of my to-do list. So I'm grateful for it. Yeah. Any new, any new projects? What have you been doing uh, well when you're not working? What projects am I doing when I'm not working? Yeah. Uh, working on fitness and um, uh, health, health and nutrition right now. Uh, what else I do? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to perfect my Spanish. I'm, I'm taking um, uh, Rosetta Stone and making it and better efforts and reach out to family and friends on a daily basis, um, journaling, meditating, all that good stuff. So you, you kept busy, in other words. Yeah, <laughs> for the most part, I tried. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so yeah, you've been busy because the listeners have seen you recently on Showtime's Good Lord, Good Lord Bird. You know, you've done numerous TV show appearances, like Ballers, yeah. Rookie, Timeless. So you, you have been busy. Yeah, I have been busy. Thank God. I'm super, super grateful for all of the opportunities and doors that has opened for me. So um, yeah, I have been very busy and blessed. <laughs> and uh, at what age you kind of had an idea this is what you wanted to do? Oh, it was super, super young. Um, I think maybe like five or six uh, watching the Jackson family um, Michael Jackson was my favorite. I wanted to perform. And then when I used to watch uh, Janet Jackson on Good Times and saw that she was a singer and an actor and a dancer, was super inspiring. Um, I loved Full House when I was growing up. And that's when I really want, was like, I want to be one of those girls on the show. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. It was in me. I've always wanted to do it. Wow. Uh what was like your family's reaction when they kind of had an idea this is what you're going to do? Um, <laughs> I really didn't have that much support when they found out that this is truly something that I was doing for like for real, for real and not for fun. Yeah. Um, I think like any other Southern family, they want you to go to school and get a degree. And I was just so against it because that's not what I wanted to do. I had no other interests in um, other careers, um, but I was forced to go to college and get a degree. And it wasn't until I ventured out on my own due to Hurricane Katrina, blessing in disguise and moved out here by myself with no family and friends and said, this is what I'm going to pursue without, with or without your support. And of course, um, you know, it's just hard for people yeah. to wrap their heads around it, that this could be something um, 
this could be your reality one day because it just seems like so untouchable, so intangible, you know? Um, but when I booked my first like commercial and my first under five um, and extra work and, and they spotted me on certain things, that's when I got all the support in the world. They're like my biggest supporters now. So, so when you first moved out to LA, uh, what did you start doing? Did you start to get like more acting lessons? What was the, the first step? Well, when I first moved out here, I was trying to get my life back on track because I had lost everything due to Hurricane Katrina. So it was more so of me being in survival mode, um, trying to figure out what jobs, like what normal, regular jobs I can get to support myself financially to be able to stay out here and afford acting classes and afford a car um, and housing to be able to pursue my career. So I, I would say about the first three to five years, though my heart wasn't acting, that's what I wanted to do. I was taking little um, classes here and there, like little cheap classes that I could afford, like $25 um, yeah. here and there. But it was mostly me uh, just working, just working, 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 um, hopping from job to job. Like, and then anytime I got like a small opportunity, I would quit that job and go into audition. And then it would turn out to be not so good of an opportunity. And then I would have to find another job. So I would say the last 10 years have been really solid for me as far as um, getting really good, solid uh, um, talent agents and managers that are the real deal and not scamming me um, from being like a naive little girl who doesn't know anything about this la la Hollywood land. Um, And commercials is what really paved the way for me to be able to let go of the normal jobs and, and get the proper training to pursue theatrical agent three theatrical acting full on. So yeah one job at a time, background work to under fives, to co-stars, to guest stars, to series and so on. What was that? What was like one of your first gigs that you got? One of my first acting gigs? Yeah. Um, out here. Okay. I did some background work back in New Orleans um, and small independent films that I was the star of. So that was like my first taste of being on set back home before Katrina ever hit. Um, uh, But when I moved out here, I think my first opportunity was um, I was doing background work for Days of Our Lives. And I did that for maybe like three years and I kept going back, kept going back. It was consistent work. And then they upped me, they bumped me. They allowed me to audition for a role to play Lexi's ghost, which is, uh, she's been on a show for years. And that was my first like real opportunity. Like, oh my gosh, I get a trailer and I have a script. And uh, it was so, so surreal and and groundbreaking for me that was like this is really happening like this is like it's coming together um so that was my first theatrical experience out here versus back at home and then my first commercial I think was um Carl's Jr. commercial um they called me the commercial queen I've done so many commercials I'm so grateful for it um so after I booked that first national it was on from there I've I've worked so many commercials nationally do you still do commercials have you had the opportunity to do those still 
I do. Um, for the last three years, I have been the Dr. Pepper girl. So I have an ongoing running campaign with them that we get together every year and shoot a new spot. Um, they created this world um, in college football uh, called Fansville. So we tailgate and I am the grill master's girlfriend. And it's super funny, super um, humorous. If you watch college football or in, even uh, NFL, you would definitely see the spot running. Um, I have a huge fan base from those commercials. So this year we shot season three, uh, which wasn't as big as the other two seasons because of the pandemic, um, but I'm super looking forward to next season mm -hmm. to see what they come up with and what we will be filming. That's awesome. Now yeah. you recently started on Showtime's uh, limited series, The Good Lord Bird. How exciting was this project for you? It was a dream come true. I have been watching and studying uh, Ethan Hawke for such a long time. I really became a fan of his work after Training Gate with him and Denzel, and he's so brilliant and so clever with um, his choices and very strategic with how he approached these characters. And when I got the audition, um, I don't know, I just fell in love with her. I felt like we were already one. Um, and it was, it was, it just came to me. It, it literally just came to me. Oh, her, her dialogue, I really didn't have to like prep that much for. I really didn't feel like I had to search and do homework on this character and tap into anything. I felt like I was already her. And when I booked the job and I and they flew me to Virginia and I met Ethan and his wife, who is also the executive producer of the show, they like welcomed me with open arms and picked me up and swung me around and, you know, raved about my audition uh, submission, told me how incredible it was. And they knew I was pie from the moment that I opened up my mouth. Um, the... The 1800s, I, I love period pieces. I've been known to book them quite um, a few times in the past. So knowing that this piece was a period piece and it was based in the 1800 around slavery and, um, and it's based on a book and the point of view is told from this character named Ian, who's the kid who passes himself off as a girl and he's really a boy. It was reading the book before I read the script was just you can see the world come to life on the pages and being being able to be a part of that storyline is such an incredible experience i will never forget it. i'm so grateful to have been a part of that project so was this was this just a self tape audition no i went into a casting office uh kim coleman and i only went in once was it once? I think it was only once and um, got the call that they wanted to offer me the part. Um, yeah, this was last year. So casting office was still was still open, but they they had the, the they taped it, which submitted it to directors and production and stuff like that. So you play Pi. Like, how would you describe her? And what kind of research did you, did you do like to play her too? Well, Pi. Um, like I said, this this piece was a slavery piece, and I know there's a ton of them out there, but what was so special about this project is that it had a lot of comedic and hum humor to it, which yeah. kind of lightened the low of people watching it because you, you don't want to say, oh, it's another 
it's another piece about slavery and, and um, you know, freeing slaves and the Underground Railroad. Uh, it made it very easy to watch because it was so outrageously uh, funny at times. Pi, she was an ins- she was slave herself, but she she was privileged. She she lived in a small town called called Pikesville, and men from all over would come visit her because she was the house prostitute. Um, but she carried herself with dignity and pride. She got to slap the men around. She got to make money and got to keep her money. Um, she was very sassy, very beautiful, but. Um, she was underlining sneaky. She would cut. She would cut anyone to get where she, what she wanted, and where she wanted to go, which kind of sucked because so many people loved her, and then so many people hated her. Like I cannot believe you did that, you know. Um, <laughs> but I guess I did my job very well. <laughs> so um, I am a TV and a movie head, so I pull from all sorts of actors that I admire in the industry, and I kind of create my own. So that's how I tackled Pi. Well, uh, when you were working with Ethan, like, did he give you any advice or anything on set? He didn't. He uh, he just always assured me that I was doing incredible, and I was so in the the camera loves me and that was so remarkable. And um, they they were very uplifting and encouraging on set. Like, of course you're nervous and you want to do, you want to do good. You don't want to let them down. So your nerves start to get to you like, oh my God, like this yeah. is really happening. I want to make them proud. Um, so I was always looking for validation after we were cut, but they were just like, you're so like your pie, like just, just live in her her shoes and so I did and they they loved what I what I put together and and gave so yeah well uh what was your favorite scene with the character oh my favorite scene with the character is when I found out that he was a boy (laughs) (laughs) because I kept saying I kept thinking about like how would I, I literally just have to wipe out the knowledge of knowing in real life that he was a boy and really um, envisioned that this was a girl, you know, he, he has on a dress and they're calling him, um, you know, he's introduced as a girl who I'm supposed to take under my wing and teach how to be a prostitute. So when I, that scene, when I found out he was a girl and I felt, and I felt threatened, like he's going to get me killed um, from lying and deceiving all of us. Um, it was very funny, but it was very it was a very serious moment too. So I think that was my my favorite scene. <laughs> now for the listeners, uh, tell them uh, where they can see the show again. You can see the show on Showtime. It is streaming on the app as well. Um, I'm not sure if that if it's on all any of the other outlets, but Showtime for sure. Check it out, please do. Um, the Good Lord Bird is based on a book. It's such a remarkable story. There's a lot of cameos from amazing, brilliant, popular actors in the series as well. So every every episode is something juicy and uh, gives you something to look forward to. Uh, Natasha, do you have any other uh, projects coming out that you can tell the listeners? Yeah, I, I filmed two films last year. Um, 
one was one was supposed to be released this year on Thanksgiving Day, which was postponed due to the pandemic because um, they wanted to release it in theaters and there's not many theaters open right now. So it's been postponed till next year, 2021, along with um, another film that I did. Uh, so it's um, Dutch is a film that I did. Um, my character name is Michelle. I play a defense lawyer starring Lance Gross and a whole bunch of other um, amazing talent. And um, California Love is another that that I did. So please look out for those two films next year. Also the Ford campaign of Dr. Pepper Girl. And um, I have some projects right now that I'm on hold with that managers are trying to work out the details. So hopefully um, some other good stuff too. <laughs> There you go. Uh, lastly, Natasha, how can the listeners find you on social media? I am on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I do have a Facebook I'm not that active on, but I'm on all three. Um, you can find me by my name, Natasha Mark, M-A-R-C, Mark with a C. And yeah, I, I check my messages uh, on a weekly basis because there are a lot sometimes. Um, but definitely hit me up and and communicate with me and I look forward to speaking to all of you guys. Thank you. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, the MCC Until next time. Until next time.